Have the challenges and isolation of the past few months taken their toll on your brain health? Perhaps you've let your diet slip and indulged in foods you know aren't good for you. In the UK, we've been lucky. We've been allowed to continue to exercise outdoors throughout lockdown. But other countries have had stricter rules which have severely impacted physical activity. Prolonged stress and trauma, poor diets, a lack of exercise, as well as a genetic predisposition are some of the key factors that impact brain health. Literally lighting your brain tissue up in the fire of inflammaging, because inflammation accelerates brain aging, no matter how old you are. But the good news is that you can reverse the inflammaging process and stop the decline in brain function that leads to neurodegeneration if you recognize the initial signs and take action. Hi, I'm Melanie Aldridge, the Executive Coordinator of the Alliance for Natural Health International. I'm also an integrative medicine practitioner with particular interest in functional medicine and clinical psychoneuroimmunology. It's a bit of a mouthful, but more simply, I use nutritional and lifestyle modifications to support and optimize function across all the body systems. Like our brains, our bodies strive to be well. By interpreting our body's messages and allowing it to guide you, reaching and maintaining wellness can be easier than you might expect. I first-hand experience of successfully traversing the terrain of autoimmune disease, which like many other chronic diseases, has also inflammation at its core. But this video is about safeguarding a most crucial asset, our brains. So let's dive in and look at how our brain raises red flags and what to do about them. For many people, the unexpected changes brought on by COVID have created major challenges for our mental health. So there's never been a more important time to focus on the things we can all do to achieve more balanced brain function and mental well-being. Do you remember a time in your life when you used to feel sharper? When you made quicker, more decisive decisions? When you could concentrate easily? When you weren't as affected by stress and being in a good headspace was natural for you? What about brain fog, brain fatigue, or getting tongue-tied searching for a word? Do you brush such episodes under the senior moment carpet, even if you're not that senior? Or maybe you feel brain tired after eating, overly emotional or aggressive at the slightest trigger, or just feeling overwhelmed by life. If any of this seems familiar, then you could be suffering with brain inflammation, and hopefully this video will help you take immediate action. I think most of us would agree that our brains are one of our body's most important assets. We only have one, and despite the advances of modern medicine, we can't yet replace it or survive its removal. Good brain health is essential for a good quality of life, yet neurodegenerative disorders and diseases are rife and increasing year on year. Brain disorders are threatening the very fabric of society because it's not just the person that's affected, but also their families, carers and communities too. Conventional doctrine says that there is currently no way to slow disease progression and no known cures. But like the rest of the body, the brain is very susceptible to inflammation, which accelerates aging and degeneration, no matter what age you are. Bad diets, poor lifestyle choices, environmental toxins, and too much stress are inflaming our brains and setting us on the road to neurodegeneration, 
with brain disorders and diseases as the final destination. Inflammation anywhere in the body is destructive, particularly if it's unresolved, but inflammation in the brain alters brain function and destroys brain tissue. Functional medicine clinician and researcher, Dr. Datis Karazian, says that most people will have their brain deteriorate more every year, thinking that it's part of normal aging, until they become impaired enough to be diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease or dementia, with virtually no treatment options to make any difference at that point. But the good news is that if you recognize your brain's red flags and catch them early enough, you can put out the fire of inflammation. Our brains have a deep evolutionary drive to be well, and it's not as hard as you think to take care of it. But it's not down to a magic pill, it's down to you, and to me, and to all of us, to take the steps that we're able and willing to take with our diet and lifestyle to safeguard and future-proof our brains. Dampening brain inflammation will slow the aging process and boost brain function no matter what age you are. Your brain function and your immune system are intimately entwined. Events that trigger your systemic immune response that aren't resolved in a timely fashion become a risk for triggering your brain's immune cells, the microglia. They're your brain's macrophages, the cleanup team responsible for the first-line defense, and they make up a whopping 10-15% to 15 of all the cells in brain tissue. However, once activated, the microglia never return to their pre-primed natural M0 state, but specific nutrients and targeted lifestyle choices can help them transition to a calmer, non-inflammatory M2 state. In their M1 pro-inflammatory state, the microglia stop being protective. Instead, they pump out inflammatory messenger chemicals called cytokines, creating higher levels of inflammation and tissue damage, which if unresolved, leads to loss of function and ultimately neurodegeneration. Did you know that even one acute cytokine storm that can be brought about by a serious infection, including a hyper-response by the adaptive immune system, such as we see in serious cases of COVID-19, can prime your microglia into their M1 pro-inflammatory state? So if you're suffering with any chronic condition that nothing seems to help, then the root cause could very well be brain dysfunction and early degeneration caused by inflammation. There are five areas that you should know about in terms of triggers for brain inflammation. The first and most obvious being a traumatic brain injury like a bang on the head or loss of consciousness. Yet what's probably less obvious is that the injury doesn't have to be huge and even a minor head trauma can result in priming the microglia. Then there's that old chestnut, stress. Whether that's early life trauma from some form of abuse, PTSD, or just chronic prolonged emotional stress because emotional wounds create inflammation too. Moving up the priority list is gastrointestinal distress arising from poor digestion, leaky gut, and the movement of gut bacteria out into the body cavity. Lipopolysaccharides, or LPS, are powerful bacterial endotoxins that create massive inflammation systemically. However, if your gut is leaking, your blood-brain barrier is likely to be too which allows the LPS to get into your brain, priming your microglia as they struggle to clear the endotoxins. People with neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's have been found to have high levels of endotoxins in their bloodstream, which is why gut health and brain health is so closely linked, and why making sure you have a healthy gut 
and a properly functioning microbiome is essential. Systemic inflammation from metabolic dysfunction isn't always talked about in the same sentence as neurodegeneration, but it's intimately linked. Metabolic dysfunction arising out of poor blood sugar handling, insulin resistance, obesity, and particularly fat around your middle, creates chronic, low-grade inflammation that lights up the body first, and in time, the brain as well. And last but not least is aging, either premature or normal as microglia can become primed through degeneration. Our brain's ability to handle the release of pro-inflammatory cytokines is much better if your microglia haven't already been primed by a previous trigger. Your brain also doesn't do well when there's been prolonged exposure to free radicals, leading to a condition that underlies nearly all chronic diseases, including inflammation. It's called oxidative stress. Oxidative stress typically happens when the body's natural reserves of antioxidants get overwhelmed, often because we're producing lesser amounts as we get older, or when we don't get enough antioxidants in the plant components of our diets, or worse still, all of these together. Antioxidants, whether produced naturally in the body or derived from the diet, are therefore really important for the repair and clearing out of the resulting damage and debris from the inflammatory healing response. And all this needs to be done in a timely fashion if we're not going to trigger chronic inflammation. But just as importantly, we can't do without the oxidants. It's about getting the balance right, or the dance if you like, between oxidants and antioxidants, in concert with our evolutionary backgrounds. Oxidation itself is of course a natural response to free radicals in the body, and far from being bad, it's actually really critical in signaling to the immune system. But when it gets out of hand and your body's unable to sufficiently quench free radicals with antioxidants, or when your mitochondria, the energy factories in your cells are damaged, dysfunctional, or just too few in number to make enough energy, it causes oxidative stress. And oxidative stress accelerates aging and damage of tissues and contributes to a long list of chronic diseases, like heart disease, type two diabetes, cancer, and of course, the neurodegeneration that leads to a catalogue of brain disorders, from mild cognitive decline through to Parkinson's and different forms of dementia, including Alzheimer's disease. Even diseases such as Huntingdon's, ALS and motor neuron diseases that tend to have a partially genetic basis are linked to brain damage from oxidative stress. The brain is especially susceptible to oxidative stress because of its high requirement for oxygen. Did you know that nearly a quarter of the oxygen you breathe in goes to power around 86 billion neurons in your brain? Our brains have always needed to breathe to function. But to do this safely, we need to provide enough antioxidants and healthy fats through our diets. We need outdoor physical activity. We need sufficient good quality sleep. And we need good reserves of healthy working mitochondria, which by no accident benefit from much the same things as our brains. Here you can see 13 causes for this susceptibility, but there are many more, which makes it all the more important to take some of the brain protective steps we'll look at in a moment. So what can we really do to support our brains, resolve inflammation, and drive our primed microglia into a safer, calmer M2 state? No prizes for guessing that your diet is the first step. Food was, and still is, our first medicine. In particular, 
A keto-adapted diet that's low in starchy carbs, has moderate protein and higher healthy fats, as in ANH's Food for Health guidelines, is very brain-friendly. It's also anti-inflammatory and promotes healthy weight management and metabolic flexibility when you use it in conjunction with intermittent fasting. Have a look at our Food for Health campaign page on our website for lots more information on how to use the food guidelines. But more than that, it's based on our evolutionary norm, so it helps food talk to your body in a language it understands. Because of this, it's safe for everyone, even pregnant women and the elderly. We recommend radically cutting down or cutting out grains, particularly gluten-containing grains, because these drive gut permeability which in turn creates systemic inflammation that allows the LPS to flood your system and cross the blood-brain barrier. Cutting out gluten is like shutting the door before the whole spots. You'll have noticed that our plate is loaded with largely unprocessed vegetables, particularly leafy greens and those from the cruciferous family like broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, bok choy, rocket or arugula if you're on the other side of the pond, Brussels sprouts and watercress. The sulfur contained in these vegetables transports oxygen across cell membranes, helping cells to repair and regenerate. They're also like sticky flypaper when it comes to trapping toxins, even in the brain. They're also chock full of antioxidants, particularly if you can find farm sources that haven't been out of the ground for too long. On the subject of antioxidants, and particularly those that cross the blood-brain barrier, you want to load up on flavonoids. These are highly beneficial plant chemicals found in curcumin, which is in turmeric, green tea, and resveratrol, but all lower inflammation. Our brains can also benefit from nature's bounty in the form of herbs and mushrooms. There are many more advanced food or dietary supplement products available now that combine powerful neuroprotective herbs like ashwagandha, skullcap, Bacopa monnieri and bilberry with nutrients like choline and phosphatidylserine that protect cell membranes and mitochondria. Turning to shrooms, reishi mushrooms have been used for thousands of years in Asia to boost cognitive function because they're neuroprotective. Cordyceps is particularly anti-inflammatory and helps to prevent the death of precious neuronal cells that cause memory loss. And lion's mane, with its distinctive shaggy look, can particularly support nerve growth factor and the brain's growth hormone called BDNF that we talk about later. Liposomal glutathione can also cross the blood-brain barrier and is very useful as a daily food supplement to quell inflammation. Levels of glutathione in the body can be very low when inflammation is high, but it's the most powerful antioxidant that our bodies make and levels also decline with age. So it makes sense to supplement with it when we need it most. And let's not forget our valiant mitochondria, which needs support too when our brains are inflamed. Using supplements that include phospholipids and magnesium in the threonate form can help counter some of the process underlying fatigue. Egg yolks, liver and lecithin are potent sources of phospholipids, with almonds and spinach being good sources of magnesium threonate. However, when your brain is in need, taking a concentrated dose in a food supplement is often the best way to go. CoQ10 and alpha-lipoic acid, both powerful antioxidants, have been shown to decrease oxidative stress in the brain through reversing the damage 
and in so doing support and protect cognitive function. And a last word on the food front, let's talk frequency. Our genetic blueprint has been built for famine and not for feast, meaning that our bodies function much better on way less food than most people eat. One or two meals a day is actually all we need, although we don't advise going cold turkey overnight. It may take you 10 to 12 weeks to adapt your body to this kind of intermittent fasting, but your brain will love you for it. Shift to making ketones for energy rather than burning sugars. Eat less. Have large food-free periods of time leaving over five hours between meals and cut out sugary, refined and starchy carbs. You'll likely feel a noticeable difference in two weeks or less. So do stick with it, even though it's not always easy in the beginning. In terms of lifestyle changes, it's all the usual suspects. Seven to eight hours sleep a night in a pitch dark room. Digital detox for at least an hour before bed with your phone on airplane mode whilst you sleep. And try not to have a load of electrical sockets behind your head whilst you're sleeping. And turn off your Wi-Fi while you're sleeping as well. It's the time when your body's regenerating, so it's not good to be doused in more electromagnetic radiation. And of course, daily physical activity, hopefully out in nature, is a major part of the prescription, with at least two hit sessions a week to build mitochondrial reserve and enhance function. And please don't forget your me time for a little decompression. If meditation isn't your thing, no problem. Listening to music, a candlelit bath, tinkering in the garage, or just some gazing out of the window is all good for resting your brain. And for those of you breathing a sigh of relief that I've not yet mentioned alcohol, sorry, here it comes. Alcohol, as much as it feels like a stress reliever, is unfortunately a toxin and has to be completely out of the equation when you're trying to resolve brain inflammation or neurodegeneration. Thankfully, alcohol-free drinks have finally made it to the 21st century, so feel free to imbibe as long as they're not loaded with sugar or chemicals like artificial sweeteners, preservatives, and lurid colorings. And finally, no discussion on the brain could be complete without a mention of BDNF, or brain-derived neurotrophic factor. It's our brain's growth hormone that influences brain function, as well as the whole central nervous system, our brain architect, if you like. We have it in abundance in our youth, but it declines rapidly with age if we don't put enough demand on our brains. Truly, use it before you lose it. BDNF is a neuropeptide protein, so maintaining good protein levels in our diet is a good start, but most important is keeping our brains active through learning new skills, concentrating on challenging tasks, and daily physical activity. Researchers have found that old rats who exercise daily had similar brain function to younger rats, and that people who exercise daily actually built up BDNF levels rapidly, but unfortunately they fell off just as rapidly after two weeks of no exercise. So as inviting as that couch looks, your brain needs you to put on your trainers and get moving. There are some excellent books out now to help us fix our brains and keep them fixed. I'd recommend Dr. Dactus Karazian's Why My Brain Isn't Working, all of functional neurologist Dr. David Perlmutter's books, but Brain Maker and Brain Wash in particular, and a bit of a heavier read for those that really want to dive deep, Nutrient Power, Heal Your Biochemistry and Heal Your Brain by Dr. William Walsh. However, If your problems are advanced, 
or you've been experiencing difficulties for some time now, or you just like the extra help from a practitioner, I'd recommend seeing a functional integrative medicine practitioner, a clinical psychoneuroimmunologist, or a health professional with experience of working with natural approaches for brain inflammation. In all that we've talked about thus far, I hope you'll have noticed that all the things we need to do to help bring brain function back into balance are things that relate directly to our evolutionary survival. Our modern lives often take us in a direction that no longer provides the resources or environments that our brains have adapted to over millennia. Resolving this requires that we speak to our brains and our bodies in an evolutionary language that they understand. The great thing to remember is that we're literally hardwired to get well, which is also linked to our evolutionary survival mechanisms. Thank you for watching. I hope this video has shown you how much we can do for ourselves self-caring at home. We don't need to wait for a medical diagnosis if we can recognize the signs early on that our brains are under stress and then take that all-important restorative action. Neurodegeneration doesn't have to be an incurable death sentence if we take steps early enough. So please hit the share button and let's make a difference to brain inflammation together. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more empowering information that puts you in the driving seat of your own health. Bye for now.